When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Apartment 4D, the podcast all about New Girl. I'm your host, Jill, here with my co-host, Heather. Hi, everybody. Joe. Hello. And we're here to discuss season two, episode number seven. Joe, take it away. What's it called? Menzies. Menzies. (laughs) Don't know why. That and the word timber, wolves, and scoop. Say timber rolls for the group. Timber wolves. And scoop. And scoop. Uh, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. So, oh yeah, we always start with a feeling stick. I have nothing because we just recorded a podcast one minute ago. Yeah. Heather, do you have anything? Uh, aside from the fact that I thought this was a fabulous episode, mm-hmm. I have nothing for the feeling stick. Joe, do you have anything? So this feeling stick, Whoa. yeah, I think has a... Is it, is it about the episode? Um... Why are you looking at Heather? No, it's not about the episode exactly, but it's about the concept of the episode. So do you want to save it for discussion or you feel like it? No, it's not a discussion question. It's just, I feel that uh, this form of, no, I guess I'll save it for discussion question. Okay, okay. This is a strong intro. Yeah. Yeah. The Netflix description of season two, episode number seven, Menzies, is Jess's search for a new job gets intense. Meanwhile, her time of the month affects the guys, and Schmidt starts a relationship with his boss. I would just like to say, I know I've always worked for small organizations, but my God, how many bosses does that man have? I know. Like, where do you work with that many people? How low down do you have to be? Well, the one is out on maternity leave, so maybe this one is filling in. And this is the VP of North America. Of North America. So oh, yeah, that's, that's in true. North that's America. True. Yeah. yeah. So guest stars from this episode include that boss, whose name is Emma, played by Carla Gigino. She was in Sun Sin City, Nashville. Mister Popper's Penguins. Do you remember we took the kids to see that show? No. And uh, the Spy Kids franchise. So if that's why she looks familiar to you, this is just a few of the things she's been in. Okay. So this episode opens with Schmidt collecting money from the loft mates for the bills. And Jess (laughs) is short and he says, we can't keep covering you. And she tries to pay with her library card. She does. And she also says that maybe she could borrow someone for some money from a friend like Winston, but he says he's single now, so he can't lend her money because he has to have money to trick girls into thinking that he can buy them things. Right. <laughs> Very disturbing. Um, and then he decides that he's going to turn off the hot water, he being Schmidt, yes. until Jess pays to teach everyone a lesson. Ooh. Nick's very mad because he had the money and he paid. Right. Jess starts making excuses and Nick calls her a ninny. Oh, well, don't do that. The best excuse, though, that she had, she goes, 
Okay, I gotta get. I have to choose a font and choose the spacing for my resume. Yes. Right. Yeah, back in so the day. So unjust like. <laughs> yeah. Which this episode finally sees the end of the arc of unjust like this. Thank goodness for this episode. So after she's called the ninny, she says everyone needs to be nicer to her because she's PMSing. Most right. of the guys get grossed out. And she says she wants to murder someone, but she also wants soft pretzels. Oh, and I can identify with. This, he's in the same situation. Winston says he feels the same way. Mm-hmm. And Jess is yelling. She goes on a rant. She's like, don't tell me what to do. And Nick mumbles whatever and says it's not fair that women have an excuse to be angry four days out of every month. And that's when she gets mad because she says he's angry every day. Yeah. And we have the flashback, a very <laughs> famous meme flashback. The door. Of, he hates doors. I hate doors because yes. if he wants to push, he's going to push. Right. <laughs> Even if it says pull. Pull. Exactly. Yeah, that was hilarious. Then he tries to get the guys to take his side and be like, I'm not always angry. But uh, Winston's Winston. been like, it's been like that since I can remember when he throws the lemonade, lemonade back at the kids. Yeah. <laughs> And then down. Nick says he just suddenly has to go for a walk. Yeah. Oh. Now. That becomes my favorite part of the episode. I mean, such a really important part of the show. Nick sits on a parched bench and a man whose name we don't know at the time, but we know because we've watched it before, is Tran. <laughs> sits down next to him. He says, please don't sit next to me. I want to be alone. There's really something really creepy about you, pal. Yeah. <laughs> and then the more he stares at Tran's truly adorable face. Oh. He starts talking to him on and on like he's a therapist. And I would like to give a serious shout out to Kelly Flynn, who I mentioned in the last episode. She messaged me when she knew we were going to be doing this episode soon that Tran was Jake Johnson's idea. Oh. And she was like, well, I think so. I read it on the internet, so it must be true. But then she went and Googled it and screenshot to me that it was his idea. He texts Liz Mer- Merriweather, the creator, was like, I think he should meet a guy in a park bench. He doesn't talk. He spends all his time with him. And then that guy's family is going to get mad oh. that he's always with Nick. Like, who thinks of that? That is very, and, and Tran is one of my all-time favorite characters of the show. Yes. Yeah, I and love that guy. You know, so funny is I thought he never talked to the last episode, but he does talk in, in the this in the pool. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, when Nick is like listing off every possible name, and then he goes Tram. Yes, we're almost there. <laughs> so funny. So before we learn the Tram's Tram, we're in the bar, and Schmidt is with Cece and Ruby. And as Joe pointed out in the last episode, now they're suddenly friends. They're going out together. Um, they're at dinner here together. They're at the bar. They're yeah. at the bar, yeah. And he says, he talks about meeting the VP at work. And Robbie's like, no, you've got this all wrong. You deserve a nice girl like Cece. Ooh, and everyone's confused. Because I would say up to this point, a viewer would not describe Cece as mean. Well, no, they might describe her as mean. But Some I would might. describe her as nice. Right. So now Schmidt's back home on the phone with the gas company asking them to turn it off even though he can pay the bill. And Winston comes in and says, I have to talk to you, but you can't laugh. I think I'm getting my period. Oh, I awkward. It, I looked it up and I have sympathy PMS. It's a thing. Right. Crazy. Should we, should Un- we pause there or keep going? Uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Joe, have you ever experienced sympathy PMS? No, that was no. a weird line. It that's, was very weird. That's not something guys Oh, it was do. very Winston. There's quite a few... Awkward moments for the viewer in this episode. Well, I just thought this was very classic Winston, which we don't see a lot of in the first season and a half. No. But classic Winston is coming. Yeah. Oh, hold on to your hats. So Jess comes out screaming, asking why there's no hot water. Nick comes in and announces he's no longer angry. 
And that's when, to test that theory, Schmidt has Winston tell him about how he has sympathy PMS. He tries to wash his hands and he can't because the hot water's gone. Jess is yelling at Winston, you can't have my menzies. A very chaotic scene. Very. There's a lot going on. And Nick is clearly angry but says he's not mad. He just suddenly has to go to the store. Does anyone want anything? Yes, exactly. But why in that scene did Schmidt keep saying thank you, Denise? Is that like Surrey? That's who he's on the phone with for the gas company. Oh, that was Denise. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Which I I didn't notice it until you kept saying Denise right now. I think um, in the last season... When, not to do a spoiler alert, but when a certain child goes to daycare, she's like, green is Denise. That's right. So some writer must have a family member named Denise. They must, yeah. So, um, let's see. Nick guesses the name Tran. Actually, before (laughs) that, Schmidt's back at work. Oh, that's right. And his boss who hit on him, which I totally glossed over that scene, by the way, sorry. Uh His boss who hit on him. Um, has a contract for him and says he has to fill it out before anything can happen, before they can sleep together, and he's going to maybe get lead poisoning and definitely mercury, exposure to mercury or something. It doesn't sound healthy. It sounds very scary. Right. Then we're at the park, and that's when Nick decides to guess Tran's name. Tran doesn't say yes or nod, so I don't know why he thinks that Tran's Tran's name. I still don't well, think that's his name. I think he name. was looking in Tran's eyes, mm-hmm. and then there was like a recognition in Tran's eyes. Like, okay. hey, that's my name. Did he did anyone... nod when he asked him his name, though. He did, he did when nod. he asked Tran. Did yeah. anyone catch the first name he guessed? He threw out his guess for Tran. Ferguson? No. Joe, did you catch it? Joe? Joe. Yes! <laughs> It was a nod to you, Joe. Yeah. They're like, one day a man's going to watch this and do a podcast about it. Well, he asked him some really weird questions. And including the one where he says, would you rather be covered in fish scales or food? (laughs) Fish scales. Yeah. I think it's, or feathers. Or feathers. Yeah. 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 Covered in food would be convenient. So that was really weird. So he's just totally freaking out. And Tran tells him to get up and takes his hands and they walk off. Into the park, and we don't know where yet. Then we see Jess sitting at an interview and waiting in the lobby for an interview. Goes into the interview, sees a picture of a woman's puppy that's so small it's in a cup, and starts crying and foreshadows her being overly emotional about dogs. But did you understand the joke about that? So there's a dog that's called a teacup Yorkie. Yeah. And that's what that was. He was she, she was, was in, in a, a little teacup. Tea yeah. But mm-hmm. Jess didn't say that. She was just like, it's so small. Why is it in a cup? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like like it was like it was a prematurely born dog. And oh, it was only, is that what yeah, she was thinking? It was so no. small. And then she found out it died and she's like, Oh, how did it oh, die? Right. It's like, oh, it's okay, it was a couple years ago. <laughs> and that was so relatable to me. Because yeah. yes. I will cry over anyone's pet at any time. And a lot of times I can't regain my control. That is true. Yeah. I also need to pause in our discussion to mention that it was um, one of our friends on the Facebook group, New Girl Give Me Cookie, Gave You Cookie, Give Me Cookie, who did a meme. And it was Bernie Sanders, the meme that's been going around oh. with him sitting inside the cup. And then rewrote the words Bernie in a cup. And I was like, can I post this on our Instagram? And they said yes. And now we have like 300 more followers because of all the Bernie Sanders Instagrams. Nice. So I want to thank Bernie. Yes, thanks Bernie. <laughs> for all he did. Hopefully he's listening right now. I think Bernie Sanders <laughs> for sure watches New Girl and Star yeah. Podcast. <laughs> he's going to follow us back any day now. Yeah. 
Okay, so then Cece comes in to see Schmidt and is like, am I nice? And he's like, oh, no. yeah. She's obviously trying to prove that she's not by kissing him. And then he's like, no, I have no qualms. We should still keep kissing. And she says, I have a qualm. I have a qualm. And we can't do this again. And he says, and it's so sweet, he never wants to stop kissing her. Oh, I know. I tore my heart out. And because he's so sad that she decided she is become nice now and she's going to stay with Ruby, he takes the contract and it's obvious that he's going to sign it. Bad decision. It is well, very, and it's very awkward for the viewer. No, it's not yet. He just, oh, he, he just picks up the contract. It. We're not oh, back okay. at his office yet. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, he picked up the contract. Is that when he said tabbies? Nope, we're not there yet. No, oh. no, actually, I think he that already happened. When yeah. he was in the office, she said, pick up the contract. It's the one with he all goes the tabbies. The, he goes, oh, the yeah. thick one with the tabbies? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Like how he says, Ruby? Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I like when when he's like, but you're the vice president. What are you doing here? You're the vice president of North America. She goes, this break room is in, North, in America. North America. He's in North America. Hilarious, but right, we haven't got to the bondage uh, oh, thing yet. That was awkward. So, Tran <laughs> and um, Nick are now at what looks like a spa for apparently oh, to no, so perform a water massage. And oh. Tran starts to take off his clothes, and Nick's like, This is getting real weird. And then he just goes for it. They get in, like, in their boxers, and Tran says, you are a huge baby. My <laughs> favorite part was that Tran brought along a flute plate. Yeah. It's very Can you hilarious. imagine if that was your gym or your swim club? So weird. <laughs> and But we finally see that Nick's like, this is weird. I mean, his body is so tense. Talking yeah. about also awkward to film. But then finally at the end, he relaxes, and water massage works. And we see, because Jess and Winston are on the couch, Sharing in their PMS or sympathy PMS. And Winston has on an eye mask, is eating candy, oh. and a heating pad. The eye mask was my favorite. Right? Yeah. Even Jess is just kind of laying there. Right. And Nick comes in and he's so calm. And Winston just gets up and leaves before he can get yelled at. Yeah. And he says to Jess he wants to wrap it out and let's talk. And before, you know, they really can get too deep into it, he's like, come with me. Yeah. And takes her for her own water massage. Oh, so funny. Where she's wearing the best bathing suit. Well, it's the same as the one she wore with Uli. The one with the polka dots. It's, yeah. yeah. The one with Uli so is cute. red. And this one, I think the navy is a little cuter, the one yeah. that she wore in this. But it's the exact same suit. Vintage style. Yeah. So that's where we have a really good conversation when he says, I've been watching you doubt yourself for months. It's time to get back up. I believe in you. Oh. Finally, what she needed to hear. Oh, my gosh, well, Jess. Like not, 25 episodes later. Yeah. yeah, but not only that. I believe in you, and so does that guy. And he points to Tran so sitting Tran. in the chair. Because <laughs> you don't see Tran in the shot. Yeah. Until he says, so does that guy. <laughs> if you think about it, Nick's been kind of a saint through all this. Because he followed her that one night after mm-hmm. the bar mm-hmm. to the outside of the school. And now he's there for, at least this time she finally listens. Yeah, I mean, it's he's like there for jazz. her always. But yeah. especially in this situation. I like to call it foreshadowing and then when jess goes back to the interview the lady says weren't you here yesterday she's like weren't you here yesterday that was hilarious which we all know is my classic go-to when someone says something to me yeah like that's old i'm like you're old yeah you always do that <laughs> so uh schmidt then goes to work and signs the contract and in what can only be described as the world's most sexual harassment situation in a workplace oh. ever oh his boss tries to tie him up 
he's like, what is this, your first time? And she gets insulted, and it just looks like this is going to be bad down the road. He goes, have you never bound someone before? Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. I did not like that scene. Even though I love Schmidt, I just wanted that scene to be over. Well, he was, he was, he's kept asking her questions, and she's like, you know, don't ask. And, yeah. you know, some, you some about clause someone? in there that, oh, you're bound to get mercury poisoning. <laughs> and don't ask about that. You know, <laughs> it's just like crazy stuff. It is Very crazy. crazy. It yeah. Hilarious. Lots of tabbies. Right. <laughs> so now in the um, final scene, we're with, oh, Nick, Jess, and Schmidt. Well, almost final scene. We're with Nick, Jess, and Schmidt in the bathroom. The hot water's back on. They're excited. They're singing and dancing. And we found that Jess found a job at teaching creative writing to adults. And they hope she likes stories about vampires and bad childhood. Oh, that was funny. They start jumping around to the song Jump Around, bounce into Winston's room. I love how Jess is bouncing like she's a bunny. Yes, that was adorable. And he says, you guys, I don't have PMS. And Nick's like, I know, because oh. you're a man. And he yeah. just misses Shelby, Shelby. And that's when they take him to water massage. And that's oh. my favorite water massage scene <laughs> because of the joy on Max Greenfield's face that he's just sitting there getting to oh. laugh at them while yeah. they're all in the water. I didn't even it like know. A real, it was like a real laugh. It was yeah. hilarious. Well, he laughs with Tran. And he's like, oh, honey, you're killing it on the flute. But yeah. there's this shot at the very beginning where he's just looking at them in the water and it is not acting. It's just him being like, this is awesome. Oh, that's, I need to, I'm going to go back and watch that then. Thanks for telling me. So, so cute. <laughs> didn't that episode go so fast? Yeah, just like our synopsis of it, actually. That I know. Was a Usually I have this whole page. This is another one where, I mean, the gang's not together the whole time, but it's pretty tight. Yeah, it really is. So uh, let's jump into the Jess' favorite look. Mine for sure is her bathing suit. Heather, what was your favorite Jess look? Well, mine also, of course, was the bathing suit. I think it's probably going to be Joe's, too. But did anyone notice that when she goes to get the job for her second interview, mm-hmm. she was wearing rayon shorts? You can't wear shorts to an interview. I did not notice that, but yeah. if anyone could, it'd be, it'd her. be Jess, but I still don't think it's a good idea. Joe, I think your favorite outfit has something to do with the interview too, right? In her red suit, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the red suit in the first in the, in the first suit. interview. Oh, no, it's red. red suit. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. not okay. bathing suit. Oh, okay. Like oh, that's suit. right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Nice pick. So, I my best dress is a little weird here. I chose Schmidt, which which isn't oh. weird. Because in the scene where he's sitting on the phone with Denise, also known as Green, um, and there's something about his shirt and the lighting and, like, the sparkliness in his eyes. I don't generally go around thinking, I think Max Green feels very attractive, but I'm not, like, ever like, oh, like, Schmidt, like Heather is. But yeah. in that scene, there is just something about his shirt and the lighting, and I'm wow. like, wow, he's so handsome. So it's not necessarily a dressed situation, but since that had a hand in it, that's who I, I chose. Need to go back and watch some. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't catch it. <laughs> it's a good, a strong episode for the his face. Is, a lot. I think I must miss things because I'm writing my notes. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. Heather, who was your best dress? Um, you know, I wasn't overly impressed with anyone, so I just went ahead with Jess, just because of the bathing suit. And Joe. I would. What best dressed? Yes. I already said it. It was just in the red suit. Oh, that was your favorite dress look, so that's also your best dress right. for the whole episode. episode. Oh, best dress for the whole episode. Uh, maybe Tran in his bathing suit. Oh, <laughs> oh I like where your head is. He goes, Nick's like, oh, we're taking off our pants now. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, but not here. Not me. Not here. <laughs> so, uh, favorite Schmidt moment I've already shared was the laughing and the joy in his eyes while he watched his castmates 
splash around in a bathing suit, almost drowning Winston. Nice. Heather, what was your favorite Schmidt moment? You know, I think just because I'm a huge Schmidt fan, in case anyone didn't know, <laughs> um, is probably when he gets to kiss Cece. Oh, because you're happy for him. Because all I want really in life is for Schmidt to be happy. <laughs> okay. It was not the bondage scene. If that had gone on any longer, this gal would have been hitting fast forward. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I know it. Prudish colors are showing. <laughs> I can't help. Everybody knows already. Joe? You know, in terms of that push-pull, it's not so much the push or the pull. I'm more upset when it's not marked. So if it doesn't oh. if it doesn't say push or pull and okay. then you do the wrong thing so, and then especially if you so go you're into talking like about doors. Yeah. Okay. Especially okay. when you go into a restaurant or something and you hit the wrong <laughs> way or something. So then you open it up and be like, Oh, I do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I meant that. to do that. <laughs> I meant to slam it in like yeah. that. <laughs> yes. But you what's know? your favorite Schmidt moment? <laughs> oh, my favorite Schmidt moment? <laughs> Well, my favorite Schmidt moment. Joe's been in the car driving for like eight hours today, yeah. so we're going to give him this. In a, in a storm, so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that was my favorite push-pull moment. I'm just saying. Yeah, because there's right. a lot of those during yeah. the series. So the Schmidt moment had, yeah, when he he basically was on the phone with Denise. I, I, that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah because, that was pretty funny. Because I think at that point he was turning off the gas. Correct. Yeah, and so he is like, "You got that, Denise?" Because because yeah. he, he could, he, she could hear all the things that Jess was saying. Right. So Thank that was you, that Denise. was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and we've got a zero jar count as usual. No surprise. Favorite funniest moment overall. I obviously am gonna say any water massage scene. Yeah, of course. But I would like to say it's not a category, but like a really relatable scene. And Heather and I both do this a lot. When Jess is sitting in the lobby waiting for her interview and she's constantly flipping her hair back and forth. I put that. This is what we do. Oh my god! I've had people like follow me somewhere and uh-huh. then we get there and be like, my god, you touch your hair a lot. That's <laughs> funny because I, I put that down too that that was relatable. That's so funny. relatable. Yeah. Heather, what was your favorite or funniest moment? Well, okay. First of all, and this is gonna, this is foreshadowing, but I'll just tell you guys right now. It's always going to be this way when Tran's in the episode. Every scene with Tran. I'm a He's huge special. Tran fan. But also because I identified with it so much is just crying about the puppy. Because I yes, do that. Yes, that is totally you. I will get more upset than the person whose puppy died. Yeah, that happens. Heather, yeah. like, like, oh, my dog died 200 years ago. Heather will start sobbing and they'll be consoling Heather. They'll console me. And I'm yeah. like, my God. <laughs> Joe, what was your favorite or funniest moment overall in this episode? I would I, I like Tran and Nick's uh, first uh, banter there. Yeah. Banter, and, and, and banter is a very liberal word because right. it was more a one-sided conversation, and Nick could actually make that conversation any way he wanted to go because because he can yeah. say, "Oh, that's what you meant. Oh, that's what you said. Oh, is yeah, it's because of this. Yeah, yeah, it's because of this. Okay, I understand. You know, so but I love the that. enemy is the inner me. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I know we touched on this, but it's hilarious. He says normal names like Joe, Steve, Tran. Tran? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. I knew it was Tran. Like, yeah. yo, he was going to name a turtle Jess before he met Jess. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's such a, <laughs> such a clown. Okay, so now we're going to pass out the Honey Roast Award for the Best Character, Performance, or Object in an episode. I feel like we're going to have the same answer. I'm doing Tran because oh. he said no words but left the biggest impression. Heather? Okay, first of all, yes, I picked Tran, but I'm going to, right here and now, I'm going to give you guys another spoiler alert about me, getting to know me. 
any episode that Trian is in, he's getting my honey roast. I bet that's not true. No, it is. You think so? I might do Tran with and, a second okay. Schmidt, but no, okay. Tran's my man. Love him. Um, I'm going to tell Schmidt about that. <laughs> Joe, your honey roast award for best character, performance, well, scene. A lot of times it's the subtle humor mm. that I tend to latch on to. You do. That's and true. in this case, the solo humor was the flute player in the pool. Oh, you nice. Know, You're right. That, We're not giving her enough play. Because that, that's what added out. the atmosphere of meditation. Mm-hmm. And, and it's what it was like the perfect detail to make it go from funny to hilarious. Yep. And weird. Yes. Yep. And so weirder. Yes. In essence, it was the background music that you needed. Yes. You yeah. Exactly. Perfect. Good call, Joe. So I saw you. The, the flute player is your honey roast. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah. I saw zero bears. Zero Heather. bears here too. Joe, would you like to just randomly hypothesize about where bears might have been or? Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know where bears would have been here. Probably just the ones in, there's one in Winston's room and one on the fridge. I mean, they were in the kitchen when they called Denise, so I mean, oh, you could have yeah. saw it on the fridge. At that time, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that brings us to discussion questions. Ooh. We have another um, Instagram user submitted question, which is from oh. Kelly Flynn, which I had written down too. Well, I wrote down, what's your most embarrassing job interview? And she had submitted best worst job interview so i guess it's just share a job interview experience that was memorable we'll call okay, it okay so mine was when i worked at the baseball stadium the time at joe i graduated college and i interviewed to be like a merchandiser or sales rep for budweiser or anheuser-busch mm-hmm. and the interview went amazing i already knew a lot of people because they brought beer to the stadium. So I was like super comfortable, but I sat down and I had crossed my legs and I never uncrossed them until the interview was over. Oh no. And so I stood up and my left leg was fine, but the leg that was flipped over had gone so numb. Don't ask me how, I didn't even know it had gone numb. Uh. And I stood and I collapsed. (laughs) And I had to grab onto the desk of the man who was interviewing me and this other guy like grabbed my arm and had to pull me up. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. I think I like fell asleep, and then I wanted to say, like, we'll forget the job. We could all laugh about this someday. <laughs> but you might have thought you dipped into the Anheuser Bush. But the worst part. <laughs> Did you get that? That's funny. <laughs> the worst part was that was on my lunch break from my job I had. And so I, like, I don't know how I got out the door, and I sat down. I was like, no, no, I'm fine. I'll just sit down for a minute. I tried to rub my leg, and I literally, my, I thought I broke my ankle because oh. when I went down, my foot and my leg went two opposite directions. I literally just like scooting out with like a completely I thought I'd broken my leg I didn't know what happened it was like I was paralyzed and I was like I hope they don't have cameras out here because I was like hanging on to stuff trying to get to my car OMG. and because I worked in a baseball stadium the first place I did I went when I got back was to the training the room yeah, I, was like, I think I broke my ankle why am I just oh by the way I got the job why am I just hearing about this now I mean, it's, you probably just don't remember. Yeah, I We've known don't. each other a while. <laughs> yeah. So I got the job, did it for a couple weeks, hated it, and went back to the stadium. That's my story, Joe. Well, we're not going to get sponsored by Anheuser-Busch now. That's well, okay. <laughs> I got two stories. Oh. One is regarding an interview. Okay. And then another one's regarding the first day of work. Okay, oh, hit it. So I interviewed a few years ago for the director of... Uh, food and beverage 
at the San Francisco 49ers new stadium. Oh, I remember when you did that. So I flew up there, did this whole thing, had lunch toward the stadium, doing all this. So I'm with like the president of the company, the vice president of the company, uh, the area manager, area vice president, like all these big wigs. Right. And I'm personally a huge Oakland Raiders fan. Yes, we you know. are. Which is a yes, big rival, sure. big rival of the right. San Francisco 49ers. Uh-oh. They're across the bay from each other. You know what I'm saying? It's like the Lakers and the Clippers. Right. and Giants. Rivalries. Okay. So, one thing I didn't do as we're walking around the stadium. And we're, we're, so we walk into this walk-in cooler. This walk-in cooler is like 30 yards long. It's just huge. The stadium is just immaculate. It's a brand new stadium they're building. And we're all inside this cooler. Okay. Because they're kind of showing me like, oh, this is the coolers. We're going to keep this, keep that. Yeah. At that time, I didn't silent mode my phone. So my phone rang. Okay. The ringtone on my phone. Was the Oakland Raiders theme song? I remember that one. Which, which is one of the, which is one of the most popular anthems in the NFL. He was so upset. It's called the Autumn Wind, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like hitting, I'm trying to push a button, like, right in the middle of it. You know, they just kind of turned and looked, and then they just kept walking. Well. Needless to say, needless to say, I didn't get the job. Yeah. I don't think because of that, I actually turned it down for another no, job. you got that job. Uh, you just didn't take it. Uh, right, right. Yeah. I, I oh, got the oh, job, okay. then they I turned it down. It. Right, because uh-huh. NASCAR called me. So, right. uh, so that was my my one interview. Because usually I, I hit my interviews pretty good. Right. But that one, I, I, I should have left my phone in the car. <laughs> so Or just turned the volume Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. And then, <laughs> a few years before that, I went to work in Rancho Cucamonga for the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. Oh, I and that. I, at that time, you know, it's, it's, I've been in baseball a while and I had this this car that I probably had for ten or twelve years because no. I don't like to turn my cars in, right? No, you don't. Yeah. And it's it was a small SUV, like a blue SUV. Oh, I remember. And that. so I drove in my first day, and everybody gets to work at the same time at a baseball stadium. Okay. So all the cars are going in. So here's all the people, and they're all looking like, "Oh, who's the new guy? Who's the new guy?" Because uh-huh. I was I was the new guy, right? Yeah. And so there's there's my boss, you know, the, the GM of the team, the assistant GM, everyone walking by. I open my door. Oh, no. To get out. <laughs> and the door falls off. <laughs> that is a true story. And it was really your first day? Yes. yes. It fell off the hinge. So here all these people are like looking at <laughs> This is our food and beverage director. Oh my god! That sounds like Winston's SUV. Yes, yes. Good job. I've never had that. It never fell off before. Not ever. Not ever. This is the first time it ever fell off. Obviously, some weird thing where the hinge came undone. And I mean, it had its. It was. It was old. It was old. Did like the whole door fall? The whole door. Like you. You open the door and then it just drops. And I'm like, oh my. So here I am lifting up this door, trying to get it on the hinge. And they're all walking in, like, whoa, uh, who's this guy? You How know? did you get home? 
Oh my god! Now I got because I got it back, back on, together. so I just had to get on. back on the hinge, and then I shut it. But oh my god! And it was so awkward because ten minutes later we had our first meeting. Every morning at oh, nine a.m. we had a meeting. No. So here I had to walk in the meeting, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, there's a guy." With Joe's not carrying his door. door. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm sure I had grease all over my hands, and <laughs> I'm just like nobody said hi. Oh, <laughs> never get a second chance to make a first impression. Yeah, right. yeah, that was my first impression. That was an excellent discussion uh, answer, oh, Heather. God, that was... Did you have an interview experience you wanted to share? Well, I did, but it's pretty hard. I know. To I should have gone a different order. I should have seen that coming. Um, okay, so I was going for a, a job at this place called University of Phoenix. And they made me go through, like, for a very mediocre job, like, 30 interviews. Like, I was going to be president of the United States. <laughs> you mean VP of North America? Yeah, VP of yeah. North America. So I got to the last interview, and I wanted the job, which, that's another story. But I wanted the job a lot. I was nervous, and I was tired, because I'd been on so many interviews. Mm-hmm. Well, at that same time, your guys' daughter, Cassidy, my niece. Oh, my God, I know the story. Yeah. <laughs> she, she had this thing that she would say. She was in first grade. And mm-hmm. she'd always go, interesting, very interesting. <laughs> and Still so, how I say that word. Yeah, and so the guy um, was like, we were like walking <laughs> into the building and he's like, one thing you need to know is like, we have this really weird like security to get in the door or something. And I go, interesting, <laughs> very, and I was like, oh no, and I got the job. So oh, and we always say that should have told you something. <laughs> and and I, I lasted all of six and a half months because I didn't like it. <laughs> Joe, did you have a discussion question? Great stories all around. Well, Joe's was the best. I think the questions are embarrassing things that have happened to the podcast host. We could both go on for all of us for a long for time. For a long time, yes. Joe, do you have a yeah. discussion question? Per se? Um, oh, you did at the top of it. You know, yeah, well... The discussion question was going to be uh, how many people really get into the art of meditation. And this isn't oh, meditation per se, but they did water massage. So maybe have you ever been forced to get into something that mm. you didn't want to do? Like for me, it's yoga, you know, okay. and it, it's when it's when you got to be quiet. Another thing for me was bingo. I've actually been kicked out of bingo. I'm not surprised. Because I talk during the numbers. (laughs) And I would say yes. And you can't do that during bingo. You can't express any excitement that you got C4. They kick you out. And we all know the story about you almost getting kicked out of the movies and the whole movie theater getting free tickets. Because he got the giggles. Yeah. 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 So a lot of times do you just, you know... I mean, I've never been hypnotized, but I'm sure if someone tried to hypnotize me, it's not going to work. Right. And then I would just crack. Right. But I also would be try to be a nice person and just pretend I was hypnotized. Yeah, you would. Because you're very nice. Yeah. Suddenly Joe's quacking like a duck. Yeah. So so I I guess the question is, you know, would would you would you go along to make the person not feel like that or? Do you really get into it and, and say, yeah, I, I believe in this stuff or, or whatever it may be? 
That's really, really timely, Joe. I can't believe you just asked that because um, I'm a pretty high-strung person hmm. and I have a lot of friends who tell me I need to meditate and I can't. I cannot slow my mind down and sit and meditate in silence. However, I've been having a little bit of trouble with my sleep recently and I have been listening to guided meditation hmm. every night for this last week. And let me tell you, yeah, meditation is bomb. I wake up. And it was like the $6 million sleep. I yeah. mean, it's some good stuff. And yeah. I, I do listen to one for my headaches. It's mm-hmm. a headache meditation. And it really helps. But it's only now at this advanced age that I've gotten into it. And I would never try yoga. Heather, did you have a discussion? <laughs> Humble. Did you have a discussion question? Yes. Um, okay. So I, of course, had to do something involving trans. So, have you guys ever had a friend who basically just... Now, no no friend is as silent as Tran, obviously. Yeah. But, like, a friend who just lets you talk it out without them inputting, and then you'd come to your own conclusions? No. I mean, I have friends who I enjoy talking to, mm-hmm. but that's generally because they say really insightful things when I share. Oh, okay. I wouldn't say there's anyone who just waits for me to come to my own conclusions. That's not really a conversation have anybody like that because all my friends are outgoing and very boisterous and 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 like to talk a lot and that's how they are so i don't have that kind of circle yeah and and it's i'm probably the most calm of anyone and the most level-headed out of any of them but because, uh, like, when I see you, I can't stop talking because I get so excited to tell you everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's that's right. how everyone is. That's how, you know, my employees were with me. That's how my friends are with me. Just, I don't know. They they call it approachable. Like, they yeah. feel like you're very, you very approachable. approachable. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's that's Because what you're literally is. nice to everyone. Yeah. 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 That's so, true. so I don't have many active listeners in my circle. I right. got a lot of active talkers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got the friends who write the, you know, the 19 minute scrolling text, you know. Oh, versus... speaking of. And then you write back. K. Okay. Yeah. I said so. With the letter K. Well, I get excited if I get the O and the K. Uh-huh. But in planning his trip here, I sent him like three really important texts, like with details. And I sent the first one and there was nothing. I'm like, oh, shoot. I hate, like, this is how I text it. Like, I'll text you a a sentence and then another one and then another one. Like, I don't. So I sent, and then I sent a second really big one and a third medium-sized one. And I was, like, all excited. He's coming. We're going to do the podcast. And the kids. And we were okay. (laughs) So anticlimactic. And I almost wrote back, like, look at how much I wrote. You just wrote okay. And I'm like, oh, my God. I have a problem. Anyways, uh, Heather, did you ask your discussion question? No. I mean, the the only. I thought that was the one with the active listener. Oh, no, did you have a second discussion question, but well, we're running low on time? No, I try to be an active listener, but I've oh, also... Oh, your answer, yeah. I've had a lot of therapists, so... <laughs> they okay. were They were, they were that silent Well, and, and I think relating this to, to New Girl, they're all active talkers. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, Schmidt. There's never a dull moment. I mean, Winston's a good listener. Jess does yeah. listen, but, I mean, no, she always has her own agenda to fix it. Yeah, yeah. she, yeah, and it, it, it's quirky, <laughs> and it's funny. Yeah. She's waiting for them to stop talking. And Nick, you're never going to get anything out of Nick. You should never go to Nick with your issues. No. Well, he'll listen because he doesn't want to share his own. He'll yeah. be like trans. But, yeah. but no, but he has Broke harsh. Re- he has the harsh truth. Yeah. yeah. He's just going to tell you the He's harsh truth. He's not going to sugarcoat yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then my last discussion question is why people tell me I'm nice all the time and I love it. Why is it an insult to be nice? I don't understand that. I I don't think anyone's insulting you when they say that. No. Robbie said it about Cece. 
Oh, because of who Cece is. She wants to be a mean like, person? Like, there's times, remember, it's this episode coming up, but she's like, yeah, and I was in the bathroom stall next to her smoking. And she's like, we get it, you were bad. Oh, like, okay. Like, she just has this image. Part of her And she's not persona. nice in the first couple episodes. Yeah. And in so the I, first season. I think that it's partially an image, and second, just being kind of self-aware and being like, wait, why does this guy think I'm nice? nice right. And then having to realize, you know what? I am becoming a nicer person right. dating him. Because like she, having low self-esteem even right. though she's a model. Because the first episode is not not flattering of her personality. A lot of the first... I mean, that, not the first episode, the first season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's why she was upset about being nice. And then she yeah. was like... Also, you can tell she's still attracted to Schmidt. So she was like, you don't think I'm nice, right? Like wanting uh, to get on the same page. Like saying Oh. Something okay. was an insult. I think she just thought, oh, he doesn't know me at all. Okay. Joe, do you concur? In terms of why are people calling me nice? No, no. no. This is why just about Cece was mad. Oh. That Ruby thought she was nice. A nice girl. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why she didn't want that persona. I want that persona. I oh, want well, people you to think it. I was yeah. nice. I wouldn't want them to think that I was. Not nice. Mean. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, then that concludes our discussion of season two, episode number seven, Menzies. We will see you next week for season two, number eight, episode, whose name I don't remember. I hope it's a Schmidt and Nick anniversary. No, no, it's, no. Pa- it's Parent Trap next week. Oh, it is Parents. It's yeah. Parents. Is the, it's oh, the, the episode. Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving. I love a good oh, holiday episode. I love episode. a holiday. And they'll all Hold be it together. All right, you guys have a good week. We'll celebrate Thanksgiving with you next week. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.